This is the Bent on Better Podcast, Episode 9. Welcome to the Bent on Better Podcast, where better means becoming the best you. And now your host, who can polish off an entire bag of mini marshmallows in one sitting, Matt April. What is up, everyone? Matt April here, and in this episode, I will be speaking with Mark Serena. The current destination in Mark's life journey finds him in the role of the executive director for the Christian Life Center Church. Other parts of Mark's journey include 31 years of marriage with three grown children, receiving a PhD in mechanical engineering from the University of Delaware, earning a second degree black belt in karate, leading the startup of the Avangrove Charter School, and working on advancing technologies for stealth airplanes and submarines. Through his journey, Mark has lived in three countries, six states, and has visited a total of 20 countries. The key stages in Mark's journey have been helping others, transforming others, and the current stage, propelling others to make lives better. Mark is truly bent on better. Mark, I've given our listeners just a little insight, so please take a moment, share a bit more about yourself, and then we'll get into the show. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Matt, I'm 53 years old, so I've had 53 years of life, and uh, while that's not considerably a lot, it's enough to just have been through a lot of things. And I think overall, you know, some of the phases I've gone through in my life were uh, from helping others. And then I started to move into things of how can I transform others? And then throughout many of my experiences, I realized that it's probably a phase of life now to uh, how can I propel others? And just through all of that was just trying to reach out to not only make myself better, but to help others make themselves better. Um, so that's kind of an overall big picture type of thing. Um, but right now, um, I'm here in... Uh, New London, Pennsylvania, and having a great time. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love hearing how you just went from helping others to transforming others to propelling others. That just already starting the starting this interview off <laughs> on a great note. So, Mark, we start every Bent on Better podcast with a motivational mantra or success quote. So please share with our listeners your choice of motivation and the reason you chose that specific quote. Uh, it's funny, man. I was reading this book about how to uh, just bring out more power in your life. And the quote that hit me that I read probably last week, um, it went like this. The strength that is found in our hearts will never be optimized until it's connected to other people. And uh, that, that resonated a lot with me. Uh, there's a lot of things in my life where I tried to really do things. And I missed that part of connecting, really deeply connecting with other people at different levels. And as I thought about that, I thought, wow, you know, that's a gem because we, our lives are fast now. And to actually slow down and connect with somebody at a heart to heart level is kind of unusual these days. So I really like that quote. And I just wanted to share that one. Can you share with us who that quote is by and what book we can find that in? Yeah, you know, I was searching for it in the book, and I couldn't find it this morning, but the book um, is called 
You're Stronger Than You Think. And the subtitle under it is The Power to Do What You Feel, feel You Can't, written by Dr. Les Parrott, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to make sure our listeners can reference that and find it on bentonbetter.com. So, okay, Mark, now what I would like for you to do is bring us back to a time where becoming better was not your ultimate goal. You know, Matt, as I think of that, um, clearly there was a lot of times in my life I think, you know, I can get very selfish and in general we can get selfish. Uh, But as you ask that question, kind of a pivotal point for me was um, it was it was a morning and I was young I was eight years old it's a morning and I we were living in Texas and it was a great morning it was sunny it was warm I had my I remember it I had my Tonka Jeep truck and I had my GI Joe and man he had Barbie with him (laughs) (laughs) and we're just having a great time on the driveway and uh, my dad was physically fit. He was in the Air Force. He'd run three miles every morning. He had his weights in the backyard and he came running up that driveway that morning and there I was with G.I. Joe and Barbie in the in the Jeep and uh, my father just fell over. He died right there on the driveway. And I looked at, I watched that and you know it took me several months to process through that but I, I felt like I had to make a decision even at eight. <laughs> and I don't think I was totally aware of all this, but I just sat there and went, wow, you know, I, I got to take my life and I got to make it good. Or I could get really mad and pissed off and just hate everything. So it almost felt like there was a fork in the road for me. And um, fortunately, I decided to, I got to do something. I got to figure out how to make my life, how to make my life better, how to do life. Uh, so that was quite a, an awakening that young at eight. <laughs> so that was kind of what that makes me think about. And I think since that point, probably not in those earlier years, but definitely in my early teens, I was always thinking about how do I get better? How do I get myself prepared to handle life and just to uh, be out there and being able to participate in the world? At such a young age, you were so ahead of your time, and you made the decision in your life at that moment, at such a at such a heartfelt moment. I'm I'm sorry to hear that, and I'm and you know what it it makes it makes so much sense to me now why you're so successful and why you're such a impactful person and why you push to propel others because uh, it's your that that story it took my breath away. I had mm. no idea about that about you. Um, so why does this continue to motivate and inspire you seeing that seeing your father drop at, at the age mm-hmm. of, at such a young age why does it continue to motivate and push you forward and, and inspire you to to be better yeah I kind of I kind of told myself at some point in my life was like okay what if I die at 34 my father was 34 I said man I better get some stuff done <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you know anything over 34 and that's icing on the cake <laughs> Uh, so I think there was part of that was a motivation to say, you know, you never know. You never know. You just got to be thankful for what you have. And um, you can't get caught up on what you don't have. And whatever you have, enjoy it, do it, and figure things out. So I think that was a, a big motivation for me to just really 
get the drive, kick it in gear. And then there also just maybe it's the way I am, but for me, learning is living. Learning is living. If I'm not learning something, I'm not happy. <laughs> so I always want to be learning about something, learning about people, learning about a culture, just something learning. It just amazes me that, you know, there, there's places in this world I will never see. There's people in this world I will never meet. And it just always baffled my mind that there's so much out there and there and there's stuff we can just learn. I don't need a whole lot of things to be able to learn something except that desire to do so. So for some reason, there was always something in me to just I felt like I could keep living if I could keep learning. So what would you say is your favorite source that allows you to continuously learn? What is your favorite source mm. of, of inspiration? Yeah, it's been an interesting journey on, on my sources of inspiration throughout my life. And I've been through a lot of different things and have learned a lot of things. There was, uh, you know, there was all the martial arts stuff, very inspirational there. And then you start moving into some of the new age stuff, which back in my time was probably a little different than today. But, you know, there, there were things there. Um, then there was just other organizations and people in my life and a lot of things and where I end up now in my life and you know this wasn't anything I anticipated but where I end up now is my major motivation is God and um, I think within that what really resonated for me which the missing piece and a lot of the stuff was that element of love you know God is love and if you look at the, the person of Jesus and you look at his life uh, he he was there to serve and to love others, and there's something in that that I can that I see through the phases of my life of helping others, transforming, and propelling. If somebody is loved, it makes a huge difference in their life. So my inspiration comes from God and just the un, His unending ending love and what He has done for us. And boy, if I can transfer that into the world into people, then that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> I think you have. I mean, just growing up and knowing you, uh, you were always such a big help with with me and and the guys. We'll just refer to them as the guys now. And <laughs> and I I had the opportunity and the privilege to actually interview a good friend of mine. It happens to be your son on just a few <laughs> episodes ago. Um, everyone can check that one out. It's uh, episode five with Bob Serino. Oh, great. And I tell you I what, have to check. I have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you've done such a great job with him, and I mean your other your other two kids as well. But I, I can speak for with Bob, and he is just an inspiration. Um, seeing him grow and and constantly learning, I can see where all of his inspiration has come from as well. So uh, you know what? I'm going to take a big turn here. Sure. Mark, can you share with us one thing that you are most excited about right now? Mm, in terms of change, making changes and of the things of that nature. There's a organization that's trying to start up in our community called the Constellation Network. And what they want to do is they want to take a look at our community and they have seven channels that they're looking into. Um, I don't remember all seven, but it's some of them are education, social, the arts, government, community. Um, and they're, they are serious about making some cultural changes in our own community. And I'm like, 
wow, I want to be on that train. Um, so I'm on their kind of core team. It's not formally a board yet because it's still kind of in an incubation stage. It has some very high-end people from our community who not only understand business and people, but community, and they have a heart that says, let's do this. You know, we, we can sit around and look at our community. There's a lot of good things, and there's a lot of things that aren't so good. And we can talk about that, or we could do something. So this group is saying, let's get together. Let's do something. Let's create a constellation within this community that's going to drive cultural change for the better. So I'm real excited about that. It's really cool to connect with people who are driven, have that passion, want to work together. Um, so we'll see. It, it's just fascinating for me. And I'll have to make sure I follow up with you on the Constellation Network because this sounds very interesting. And I think it will be something that, uh, that our listeners would like to hear more about down the road. So um, I will follow up with you on that when, awesome. when, um, when, it, when things start to come, come into fruition for it. So, Mark, before we get into the speed round, I would like to just take a short break. Do you have a role model or public figure who you look up to? Do you want to pick their brain and find out what makes them tick? Head on over to bentonbetter.com and tell us who you want to hear on the show. And now we've come to one of my favorite parts of the show, the speed round, where I will ask you a series of questions in effort to provide our listeners with the most value in our last few minutes of the show. Does it sound good? Sounds good to me, Matt. Awesome. What was holding you back from becoming better? I think one of the primary things was, um, can I really do this? And then even the next step is just doing it, just taking that first step. So I think those are some major impediments. And I think if you have some people behind you and you really spend some quiet time searching your heart, that's what helps me to say, yes, you know what, I may not be able to do this, but I'm in and I'm going for it. So I'd rather be in and whether, however it turns out than not being in the game. Having a network of people to support you is what's really going to help push you forward as well, especially when you have those moments in time where you're questioning how to move forward, what to do, if you should move forward. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that contributes to your success? I think for me, there's a few disciplines that really help me because when you're really trying to drive change and you're doing lots of things, you're going to get hit with a lot of different things. So there's the quiet time, the time that I spend in solitude, in quiet, not with a hundred things going on, not with a hundred things playing and coming at me, but just some real solid, quiet time. And those are the times for introspection. Those are times to really grab hold of what you truly believe in and, and see what's in your heart because that's what's going to get you through the day. Mark, what is your favorite internet resource or app? (laughs) This is funny because (laughs) there's so many, right? There's so many cool apps, but the one that brings a lot to me, believe it or not, is Nike Fit. Hmm. I've always worked out. I've always done these crazy, incredible things. And now at this phase of my life, Nike Fit's perfect for me. It's exactly what I need. 
it gets me up in the morning and I just do my half hour workout. I call them girly workouts, but at this my age, hey, I'm doing it and it's helping me a lot. And it, that workout period in the morning for me is essential for clarity and drive for the rest of the day. The only bad workout is the one you don't do. So <laughs> as like long that. as you're working out, it doesn't matter what it is. 30 minutes of anything is better than 30 minutes of nothing. So I applaud you for being at 50, age of 53. That's fantastic. If you could recommend just one book to our listeners, what would it be and why? I think we talked about that book earlier, um, You're Stronger Than You Think. And there's a, a one of the whys is there's a real key section in there. And if anything, I hope someone who gets this book reads it. And it's about um, setting goals. And a lot of times we tell our next generation of younger people to, Hey, dream, whatever dream you want, you can have it, work as hard as you want. Well, guess what? If you ask me to dream big, there's not a big chance that I'll get to that dream. And at some point, I'm going to kind of get disheartened with life. Uh, so we got to be a little careful. I'm certainly a person for dreams, a person for goals, but we got to be a little careful that we don't set people up to fail, we set them up to win. So this chapter, what it gets to is instead of living a life of big dreams, Seek a life of meaning. I was like, wow. Imagine if I had a life that was just so meaningful. And what does that mean to me? And what does that look like? And I think that's a really cool area to investigate for people who are looking for, you know, what's my passion? What's my purpose in life? Live a, find, figure out what a life of meaning is. And here's the final question for you. Mm -hmm. Imagine you woke up one day in someone else's body. You still have all of your current knowledge, but you're, but you are in a situation that requires improvement. You may be unfit, unwell, undermotivated, or just simply want to get better. What are the first three things you would do to start improving your life? Hmm. Well, for me, every time I get in a slump or I'm in that kind of a period, the first thing I do is I kick myself in the rear and I start working out, whatever it is. Like you said, only bad workouts are one you don't do. That motivates me. That gets my blood flowing. That gets things moving. So just do something. You know, I'm like, come on, Mark, just do something. Walk for 20 minutes. So that would be the first thing. The second thing would be to, uh, again, spend that time searching my heart for what is it? You know, what is that meaning I'm looking for? And the third thing would be share that with somebody. And, and I think that was the um, kind of quote we talked about in the beginning, Matt, connected to other people. I think if I can connect to just a few people and I can share with them the drive that's in me, my passion, the meaning I'm looking for, um, I think that goes a long way when you share it with somebody at that level. And I think that's important today, especially nothing wrong with social media and all those things, but there's something if you can connect with just a few at a heart level you're going to go a long way. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark, before we end our show, what would be your one parting piece of guidance? I think the one piece I'd like to share is compassion will lead you to passion. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we try to say, well, what's my, what am I passionate about? You know, it's real hard to figure that out without doing some things. Compassion, I think, is a beautiful word because what it says is, I've got enough 
concern about this thing that I'm going to go do something about it. So just go do acts of compassion. Go help people who are in need. Try different things. And guess what will happen? All of a sudden, you'll connect somewhere, and you'll realize that this is a passion I have that's been placed in my heart. I'm going for it in this area, whatever it is. So start with acts of compassion and let that lead you to the passion that's been put in your heart. That was awesome. And can you give the best way our listeners can connect with you? I guess Facebook would be one. And then uh, you could always email me, serenomark at gmail.com. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today and for helping us get just a little better. Remember, Better Nation, even though we may be content with our current situation, there is always room to be better. Now it's time to become the best you. Mark, thanks so much. Matt, thank you for doing all of this. This is very good. It's awesome. Thanks for listening to the Bent on Better podcast at www.bentonbetter.com.